Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, thanks for listening to the Big Time Talker podcast of the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from Washington, D.C. I'm Burke Allen, broadcasting live and hunkered down at the home studio today. We would love to hear from you at 516-418-5635, You can also send a message into us in our chat room if you've got a question or comment for our guest today. Blaché Hesh, she is going to talk about work-life balance with the kids all being at home. Is this the new normal? Is this what every parent needs to know to embrace things? Lachey also hosts a uh, podcast called The Busy Mom, and that's why we wanted to talk to her, because moms are busier than ever now, along with lots of dads, too. Hey, Lachey, thanks for being on the Big Time Talker podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Burke. I'm happy to be here. Oh, oh, my pleasure. So we're brought to you by SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest virtual speakers bureau, and uh, most speakers are no longer speaking in front of people. Most parents are no longer dropping their kids off at school. We're all doing homeschooling. So suddenly things are really getting real in the world out there. What are you telling people uh, as first steps on how to wrap their heads around this, this whole new way of doing things? Oh, my goodness. I know we all just got thrown in the deep end with this. So yeah, I think the main, the main thing that I've been reminding everybody is to stay flexible with this because everyone is in the exact same boat. Everyone has dogs in the background making noise, kids in the background making noise, neighbors jackhammering and things like that, that it's just become what life is like now. And so because everyone's in the same boat, I think that everyone is a lot more generous um, with how work is getting done, how parenting is getting done, um, and how how the family unit is, is, is living uh, every single day, every single moment. And so the main thing I've been telling people is to stay flexible and to do their best to have a sense of humor before they start to get down to the nuts and bolts of making life work, making work work if you still have work available to you, if you're even able to do it at home. And um, so that's how I'm telling people to approach it, how we're getting started. Yeah. So the first step is don't have a meltdown. Well, the meltdowns are going to happen. I think the first thing I tell people <laughs> is stay flexible and, and try to have a sense of humor because the meltdowns will happen. Kids are far more emotional right now. Parents are far more emotional right now. The stress level for everyone is, is freakishly high, and we're all on high alert and um, hyper aware. And none of us can say to each other, oh, it's okay, calm down, it'll be okay, because we're not at a place yet where we know that. So I think that everyone's stress level is so um, abnormally high is the first thing we have to make sense of. I'm trained as a marriage and family therapist once upon a time. And, you know, so for me and my family, the first thing I'm focusing on are the emotions. You know, there are a lot more tears, a lot more yelling, a lot more hair trigger um, uh, tantrums and and, and anger bursts. So the freak outs and the meltdowns are going to happen. So we have to figure out a way to keep moving despite that. And that slows everything down. You know, if you've got a three-year-old who's freaking out in the moment and you've got to get on a, on a, you know, on a, on a podcast, you have to slow down and, and, and deal with that. 
I was going to ask you, Flaché, whether you're talking about, uh, you know, meltdowns and freakouts and tantrums, whether you're referring to your kids or your husband at this point. <laughs> uh, all of the above. <laughs> and she sometimes the all at the same time. Flaché <laughs> Hesh is our guest today. Visit her online at thebusymom.com, and that's B-I-Z-Y, the busy mom.com and check out her busy mom podcast as well. Uh, getting into work-life balance in this new normal here. You have how many kids, two kids? Is that right? I've got two boys. They're little. How old? Eight and four. So it's a quiet house then. Peaceful. You could hear a pin drop. (laughs) So how are you keeping them occupied when they don't have schoolwork to do? Or are they all in, in, you know, entrenched in, in this online schooling? We do have online schooling. My oldest is in second grade, and, and I've been really impressed with all that's been avail- made available to him through his, by his teacher. So he's got a morning meeting, so that's like our first, uh, what I call a social anchor in the day. <laughs> he's got to be there, you know, at least with a clean shirt and brushed hair by 9.15 every morning. So that's our first thing that we have to get done, and that's his way to check in with his class, and they're doing vi- video chats. They can all see each other, and then we've got some school work, just about an hour a day outside of that. So there is that. But what I've been doing with my kids is every morning at breakfast, the four of us get together and we do a little family meeting. And this is a relatively new thing. We're only three weeks into this as we record this. Um, So uh, we do a little morning meeting and I'm letting him choose his day. These are the things you have to get done. And these are the things that you want to get done. I'll let you pick and choose. And I'm helping him, of course, figure all that out. But we're trying to focus on the hard things first. And then the four-year-old blissfully is is still loving to play, you know, with a pile of toys on the floor or in the backyard. So he's actually been a lot easier for me to manage um, because he's just so happy with all the free open space and to be home and to be relaxed and comfortable. Um, But yes, keeping everyone busy throughout the day has been definitely a challenge. And I've been working from home full time since 2006. And, and became a mom in 2011, you would think I have all this down. But with older kids, when I mentally thought, you know, I had my own projects planned for now, I thought they'd be at school. And so I'm also having to rethink all of this and, and make it up on the fly sometimes. And, and uh, of course, eat my own dog food with all the, the work-life balance that I've been uh, focused on the last several years. Uh-huh. See how that works? Flesh Hesh is our guest today. Best-selling author of Odd Mom Entrepreneur Out. And, uh, boy, things are odd, certainly, now. If you want to visit her online, BusyMom.com is the website, TheBusyMom.com. And our number, 516-418-5635. The Big Time Talker podcast is service of our pals at SpeakerMatch.com, the United States' largest virtual online speakers bureau. And people now are virtually speaking to other people. Is that how you are doing what you're doing now? Are you doing it all online? You know, I've always done it online. So I started my business um, in, in, in crisis mode myself when my, my son was born in 2011. I quit my job. I just realized I couldn't go back with him at home. And so I started my business at home. I made myself a business coach for moms, 
I realized there were so many women like me who wanted to be home with their kids and, and, and have more flexibility and freedom. And from the very beginning, I knew that my lifestyle was going to be about, you know, having the life I wanted with my family first. And I set up my business around that. So I've always done everything virtually. So for me, I haven't missed a beat with that. I already had my online programs in place and all, all of the coaching that I've been doing has always been online. Um, so people often think it's weird. I can't meet you in person. Nope, not going to happen <laughs> because right. I was very clear about that. So yeah, for me, it's, I've always been online. So if I hear you correctly, what you're saying is you were kind of already in this mode, but what you're not saying is this is no big whoop because everything else has shifted around you. Exactly. Right. Right. All of those structures, you know, school schedules or, you know, preschool, whatever structures that I had to c- could count on, you know, the after school activities where my kids were entertained and getting enrichment, all of that came to a screeching halt. And all of it fell on me because I've always had the more flexible work. My husband also works from home and has been doing that for several years. So for him, he's just got a busier pace and schedule. So it all fell on me to to make all of this work where suddenly I'm teacher and I'm the PE instructor and the art teacher and the, the therapist and, you know, and the teacher, all of these things fell on me because, because it all fell apart. Or as I like to say that like the plate got cleared of all of that other kind of busyness and a whole new kind of busyness is now on my plate, and I'm trying to move things around and, and stay gentle and stay peaceful with it, but it doesn't always work. Our guest is Flache Hess. She's a, a specialist on work-life balance, especially for moms. And in today's Washington Post, Flache, there was a whole article about, hey, look, if you're not being as productive with this whole thing at home as you originally thought you would, you know, don't beat yourself up because that's kind of what's going on with everybody. Everyone was a little overly ambitious thinking, you know, I'm going to clean out the garage. I'm going to paint that room, but we've all got a lot happening despite being home. So are you giving yourself a little bit of a break and a little bit of flexibility to say, okay, maybe uh, I don't need to set the bar that high. Yes. And no. Uh, yes. You know, I, I still remember when I started my um, started working from home in 2006, it took me about nine months to feel like I really had that down, to, to teach myself, oh, yeah, don't work in your pajamas and brush your hair and <laughs> make a schedule <laughs> and start work on time and end work on time. It took me about nine months to really feel like I was hitting that stride. And there's a ton of research that shows us that working from home makes us far more productive but that's under normal circumstances. So yes, I think it's incredibly important that we give ourselves time. And guess what? We will get to cleaning out the garages and the closets and putting, organizing the photos and all of the things, or the kids' artwork, <laughs> all of the things that we've been planning to do. I do see all of those things happening. But everyone is still traumatized. Everyone is still you know, waiting for the other. Is there another shoe to drop? You know, will I know someone who gets sick? Am I sick? Um, what's going to happen to my life financially. I think right now everybody um, just incredibly worried and, and uncertain of the future. And what will the future look like once we can go back to things being busy? A lot of people are, are predicting, will this transform the face of education? Now that kids are doing it at home, will, will they do better? So there are a lot of you know unknowns about the future. And you know, humans don't do well when their environment is tossed up in the air and then everything comes crashing down. That's 
sort of puts us at our worst. So I do think that as people start to adjust to this new normal, they will start to find little little pieces of respite like that cleaning out a closet because it actually feels amazing to do once it's done. And so I do still see all those things happening, just not as soon as people probably thought with their ambitious, with their ambitious brains. Makes sense to me. Flashe Hesh, our guest today from TheBusyMom.com, B-I-Z-Y, TheBusyMom.com. And she helps moms uh, with all sorts of strategies to work from home with their kids being there. And I have not heard a peep one from the four-year-old or the eight-year-old. So what do you do when you, you have to be on a podcast or a conference call? Do you, do you duct tape them and put them in the basement? What's happening there? Ooh, okay. I'm going to write that one down. I hadn't thought of that strategy. See? No. So this morning, <laughs> this morning at our family meeting, I let everybody know I was doing this call with Burke today and I needed a quiet house and this is how long it would take. And I made lunch in advance. And my husband, you know, knew that that was happening. So he moved things aside in his work work day to make sure that I would have a peaceful, quiet space to, you know, do the podcast. See, you're thinking ahead. All right. So that's how you did your deal. Can you give us maybe your top three tips and tricks on, on how moms can work from home, especially under these circumstances, because this is outside the norm. We've got the extra layer of, you know, kids being home and kids having online schooling or perhaps not. So your top three strategies, how do you do it? Oh, goodness, my top three. I have so many. But if I have to narrow it down, I would say the first one would be to create a schedule every day with the family. So all of the stakeholders, you know, if you have an infant, obviously, they're just along for the ride. But, you know, even my four-year-old wants to participate in how the day is going to flow. And I'll put everything in it. When we'll have lunch, when the house has to be quiet, when they get to watch, watch something, uh, when it's work time for them, them, and that we focus that on that being work time for the parents as well. And, of course, when we're going to have fun so that everyone knows what, what little things to look forward to throughout the day. Um, the other thing, and I said this earlier, but that's being flexible. So my husband and I are very stingy about screen time but we've been a lot more generous during this time because the truth is with such high anxiety, my kids really enjoy getting to sit down and watch their favorite little funny show and talk to each other about it. And that actually feels great to us now where a month ago it felt like a nightmare to have them spending too much time, but we schedule it in and we have them earn it. So that's been working a lot better and being flexible. And even if the schedule needs to shift a little bit, I think that's also important to do. And the other thing is, because we want our kids to, our kids are all looking to us right now to know, are, am I safe? Are we going to have enough food? Is there going to be enough toilet paper? You know, what, you know, could, what, could we get sick? All the, the children are looking to us. And so if we're not relaxed and calm and available to them more throughout the day, then they're going to be very stressed out. So my third strategy would be to really take this on as a parent and to either work after the kids go to bed or to wake up earlier, earlier than you normally would, so that you can get out of the way, so that you can be available, knowing that, that our children are incredibly anxious and, and worried right now, even, and they don't always have the words for it. So we have to take more on ourselves a little bit. Um, so of course, we've got to step up that self-care too, so we can stay available for them and keep our immune system strong. 
Um, but to, to take on some, a little bit more of that anxiety so it's not falling on our kids and we're not yelling at them throughout the day, I've got to do one more thing. Sit down. Be quiet. Just one more thing. That's not fair to them. And they're already getting more of that than they're accustomed to, most likely. So to do what we can to stay calm and centered. And I think a lot of that has to do with us getting our responsibilities handled before the children wake up or after they go to bed. So like at my house, that looks like, you know, my husband and I are not watching the news together at night as much or hanging out together as much because we're trying to get our work done so we can be more available for the children. That's interesting. And I think something else you said that was was really interesting and that I have found myself doing since I moved out of the office and back home, setting that schedule and yet having some flex time in the schedule. So I have a 15 year old son who's been with me through this whole thing. And, you know, a 15 year old left to his own devices would sleep 14 (laughs) to 16 hours a day and never leave the iPad. Um, Have you allowed for the kids to sleep in a little bit longer than they did before or to stay up a little bit longer? What, what sorts of flexibility parameters do you have for your kids? And I understand they're much younger than mine. I would say both. They are, they're sleeping in more and they're going to bed later for sure. Um, you know, I think what we're noticing is that our kids are sort of night owls, just like my husband and I are. So yeah. it, it, it make that makes sense. And so we've just been allowing that natural schedule. Um, I'm still setting an alarm and waking up early so that I can get things done before they get up. And that's not something I did before. I used to always talk to moms like, here, here are, you know, 10 strategies to get more, uh, squeeze more hours out of your day without waking up early because I, I don't love that. But it's so worth it to me now to see in that first week I wasn't doing that. The first week of quarantine, I was very stressed out and trying to work while the kids were awake as well. But once I made that decision to take that on myself and, and get up earlier, then I, I just noticed how the family flowed so much, so much better. Um, and so I am, you know, letting them stay in their pajamas a little bit longer and, 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 you know, I'm not trying to recreate the school experience at home. I don't think I have any place or skills or ability really to do that. We're, we are home. We are hunkered down. We are uh, focused on small comforts right now. And so for my little, my, my, guy, my little guys, that looks like staying in their jammies longer and playing in the dirt more and, you know, little things like that. So they can really feel a sense, more opportunities to relax and to feel comforted. That's very important to me right now, much more so than, um, you know, keeping to some uh, invented schedule during this time. Felicia Hesh is our guest, and she is a specialist in helping moms work from home. And I, I want to get into that with you. But one last question on the parenting thing, because I think you're doing a lot of things right here. Um, you talked about being available for the kids and them not always being able to verbalize their stress level and, and how they're feeling about what's happening out there. What have you found is the fine line, the right place to come down on this pandemic and talking with your kids? You know, you don't want to create false hope, but yet you want to be reassuring, right? So, so how are you and your husband talking to them about what's happening in the world? Oh, it's so tricky because they are little and, and they, they saw this coming. They, they knew, you know, we were, we, you know, we, we do our best to share what's really happening in the world, things that we think that they'll either hear about at school or they have heard about at school and they're bringing back to us. So, you know, we follow their lead. So we're answering questions that they are bringing to us. There are some things that we've been sharing with them that they're not asking, like, you know, like this hand washing business. We all know we have to wash our hands, but little kids, even my eight-year-old the other day, we were, had been playing outside and he just had his fingers in his mouth. I just, it was the most shocking thing 
yeah, <laughs> and of uh, course, I lost my mind over that. But <laughs> teaching them about how viruses work, that they're invisible to the naked eye. We can't see them. We have to assume that they're everywhere. And so we've got to stop touching our faces. We have to wash our hands more. Uh, you know, both of my kids' hands got so dry. You know, I started teaching them about, you know, well, we could put a little hand lotion on after that because this is, this is what life is like now. From now on, we've really got to wash our hands far more uh, than we were. So I, yeah, and that was scary for them. It's invisible. We can't see it. And we could still get sick. I mean, that was really hard for them. But so that's uh, an example of, you know, us really just trying to keep them informed, um, but also not terrify them at the, at the same time, because that's much more our responsibility. That makes sense. Fleche Hesh is our guest today. She's with TheBusyMom.com and host of the Busy Mom podcast. That's Busy B-I-Z-Y, also best-selling author of Odd Mom Entrepreneur Out. So let's shift and talk about at-home business for mom. Now, business everywhere of all kinds is tenuous at best, cratering at worst. Uh, so what, uh, what do you see and, and how are you coaching your mom stay-at-home worker clients right now? Because the shifting sand under everybody's feet. It's so true. So the clients who are already working with me already had their online programs and platforms in place because that's a big part of what I teach, you know, how to, um, you know, multiply your efforts so that you can spend your time with your family or as you see fit. So my current clients already had that in place and, and they were really happy to realize they didn't have to reinvent the wheel. And then, then the in-person parts of their businesses which which withered very quickly, they were able to migrate them into online online you know most of my clients are coaches, so they were able to keep working with their with their clientele um but here's the interesting thing yeah. that I'm remembering for myself, I started my business in a time of absolute crisis i did not it was not plan a that I'd be a, a full time mom or be home with my kid i I suddenly quit my job it was like a week before going back. And I realized my stress level was so high, I just couldn't do it. I started my own business out of crisis. And I've uh, started a, an online virtual retreat where I've been interviewing other mom experts. And so many of them started their businesses out of crisis. And so I've started teaching people, well, what if right now is because the plates have been cleared, what if now is the time to start your business? Uh, many businesses are pivoting. But here's the thing. So many women are actually interested in writing books or starting their own podcasts, doing their own blogs, or finding some way to monetize their own smarts. And so for me, I'm just seeing this incredible opportunity to teach them how to do that. And even, even now in a crisis, when the whole bottom is dropped out, that you this could be the, the clarifying thing that has women finally live on purpose. That's been incredibly exciting and, and, uh, and rewarding to support and encourage and to see them. It's like they feel like they got bacon out of their elbow. Like, what? How did I, why did I have the strength <laughs> to do this when the world is crashing around me or it feels like that on any given day? That maybe I could, I'd be like a phoenix rising out of this crud and make something incredible. That is, that's, that's been pretty special to, to be a part of and to witness. Hey, Fleche, if, if a lady is listening right now and she says, geez, this sounds really interesting to me, but, but how does it work? I'm going to assume, and maybe I shouldn't, that, that what you're talking about is, is taking sort of the knowledge that's inside uh, a lady's head and transferring that into a sellable 
product. But but can you kind of walk me through how that works in practicality for somebody who's, you know, this is completely outside the realm of anything they've ever thought about before? Sure. So one of my clients is um, is a treatment coordinator at a dental office. And so she's the one who in person, you sit down and you find out what all this work's going to cost. And she walks you through your, your payment options. She's really good at what she does. In fact, she's always uh, having other dentists trying to poach her. And I said to her, you know, what if you started teaching other people how to do this? And so we're packaging up her smarts. What does she say? She's creating scripts for how she walks the patient through. She talks about how she's building a, because she has to build a relationship in less than an hour with them and get them to fork over thousands of dollars. So how do we, how do you do that? You, you talk about that like it's so easy, but for most people, that's not easy. Let's break down what you know and how you're doing it, make it into templates, make it into little video snippets of, of, of walking someone through it or a, a sample of you um, teaching or uh, going through with a, a practice patient in person. So someone could watch the flow of how you do that. And then you're available to answer their questions. Now, of course, a business, business like that, she's putting a little bit of a pin in it because she's building all the back end right now. But most dental offices are not selling big packages right now. It's more about emergency work. But she's laying that groundwork and building all those relationships that she's been, um, you know, had started years ago over the last several years so that when things do reopen, she's really well positioned to be an expert in her field and teaching others. See, that's really interesting. And so this uh, mom who wants to stay at home with her kids will turn this into some sort of information marketing package with lots of downloadable videos and and online scripts and all that. And then how do you market uh, an online information marketing product like that? How do you, how do you find the potential customers that are out there uh, in the, the nether reaches of the internet? The easiest way to get started is to pay to play. And so by that, I just mean paying for ads either on Instagram and or Facebook um, because you want to get in front of the people who this matches the best. Now, this woman has a lot of her own personal contacts. And so she's starting with that and she's laying that groundwork now. So people she met at a, a dental conference, you know, 10 years ago, she's, she's calling them now and, you know, re reigniting that friendship, if you will, and letting them know what she's up to. And so that's how she'll get started with this. But if someone does not have that network, the easiest thing to do is to pay for ads. And little things like do a 15-second video on Instagram, and then after you post it, there's a little – if you have a business – you'll want to migrate to having a, a business profile. But after you post it, there will be a little button on the right-hand side under your image that says Promote. You can click on that and get walked through a really easy tutorial for how to boost it for even three, five dollars. So we're not talking about huge um, amounts of cash, because when you're starting a new business, you know most businesses fail. We have to be real about that. So you you want to be able to test the water and see without a huge outlay of cash to get started. And give me one other example. So you talked about the the dental. Uh, scheduler, which I think is really interesting, but but just to ignite people's imaginations, somebody else that you've taught how to do this that has done well with it and is a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know a doctor who decided to hang her own shingle, and so what she's doing now, she's doing telemedicine, and so she, I mean, she obviously had to do all this legwork before the the pandemic started, but she did not want to work for a hospital. She 
didn't want business partners. She wanted to create her own experience. And now um, she is, she's just a full on MD providing telemedicine visits. She does have an in-person practice as well. So when, you know, people are in, so, you know, getting together in physical, close physical contact, she will go back to that. But that was a way that she could set her own schedule and she could still make a difference. She could use her smarts and all the knowledge that she's acquired and still create a schedule that allows her to pick up her kids and drop them off at school and have more flexibility if, if um, you know, if she's called on. I love that. And I love the, the whole outside the box thinking on this thing. Uh, Flache Hesh is our guest, and she is the best selling author of Odd Mom Entrepreneur Out. And uh, she's really putting her, her stuff into practice now. You can visit her online at thebusymom.com and check out her podcast, The Busy Mom. That's B I Z Y. You said uh, before, before we wrap up, I have to ask you, you're a uh, for a long time, a marriage and, and family therapist. Do you ever whip that stuff out on your husband? And if you do, does he see it coming and tell you to stop it? You're going to let me have me say that out loud on a recorded <laughs> thing? I don't think so, Bert. <laughs> I thought I could rope you in on that one, but you're too smart for me, young lady. Good try. Good try. Can't blame a man for asking. That's exactly right. Hey, it looks like you're doing a lot of things right. You've given us some some really sticky ideas including setting a schedule, being flexible with that schedule, and being available for your kids, even if that means getting up early or staying up after they go to bed to get your work out of the way. Lachey, I hope you and your family stay safe and healthy through this thing, and I really appreciate you taking time to talk with us today. Thank you, Bert. Same to you. Be well. You too. Lachey Hesh from TheBusyMom.com and The Busy Mom Podcast, our guest today on the Big Time Talker Podcast, which is brought to you by our buddies at Speaker Match and SpeakerMatch.com, the world's largest online speakers bureau. From our broadcast bunker here in Washington, D.C., I'm Burke Allen. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. 